Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo. Today's briefing I've entitled, Denver Turns Around, Gets Circumcised. When first I met him, he was part of the park wallpaper. You know, he had a regular resting spot under a big old tree, leaning against the planter. A businessman, a drug dealer, Denver was also a respectful guy to a woman of the cloth. Then I learned in another iteration, he was a deacon at his church, too. How does that work? Well, I guess that explained his respect for me. Since that first day, I have seen him a number of times, and each time he asked me if I would pray for him, right then, right there, under the watchful eye of other crips and businessmen. Yeah, I would. I asked him if he wanted me to pray like we were just talking and looking around. Oh no, not Denver. He wasn't embarrassed. And so I prayed powerfully with authority and Denver received. Last week he asked me to pray twice, once for his injured arm, swollen from his shoulder to his bicep from a job injury. Since God is in the healing business, that was no problem. And so we prayed right there in broad daylight. Cool. I had turned to leave when he mentioned needing direction for his life. I looked up at him and said, Well then, I think we ought to pray for that as well, okay? Oh yeah. And so we did, as curious onlookers wondered what in the world was going on down in Lincoln Park. As I left the park, I looked into their eyes, smiled, and said, How you doing? In some cases, calling them by name, because I knew them. I went home to my little Mayberry by the sea and thought, Oh God, I really have to commit to praying more for the lost in the dark city. I've come to love them. I've come to love Long Beach. And so, the next morning while on a run, I prayed for Denver. I prayed that God would draw him to himself, that he would break him from the drug dealing and the double life. Finishing my run, I showered and headed for a meeting, calling the Duke of Earl on the way. Just checking in like I do. Hey, guess who I've been chilling with this morning, he said. Hmm, I don't know. Denver, he's getting out of the park, giving up the business. I took a deep breath and asked, Are you saying he's giving up dealing? Yeah, we had a long talk about it, Duke replied. Oh, man, I breathed. Duke, just this morning, actually just a little while ago, I was praying for him, praying that God would get a hold of him, convict him, change him. Heavy sigh and a smile, and I thought once again, only God. I continued to pray the rest of the week for Denver, wondering what was going on, encouraging the Duke of Earl to call him, come alongside him. It was Sunday afternoon, and I checked messages after Danny's soccer game. You're not going to believe this. Call me, Duke. Seems Denver had moved into a new apartment and wanted to know, Will Christine come and pray over my place? You know, bless it. So today, following our meeting at the sanctuary in Long Beach, my ministry partner, Barb, the Duke, and I got to go and pray over Denver's new place. First, may I simply say that no matter where you are laying your head down tonight, you ought to praise God for it. Possibly turn around and kiss your pillow. And yet, Denver purposefully let us in and said, well, and we looked around. 
kind of awkward, and he hesitated. Denver, I said, is there something you wanted to say? You invited me here for a reason. And he put in to tell us that he knew he had been leading a double life, and, well, he didn't want to do it anymore. He wanted to do things right, no matter that he was an injured man with little resources to get a job and no family around to help. So what I'm hearing you say is that you feel that God is something different for you, Denver. Is that right? Yeah, I guess so. He shook his head and said, Well, the emotion hung heavy in the air, plus it was stifling hot. We were all perspiring, but we were patient because there was a strong sense that we were standing on holy ground. We listened to Denver explain what was happening inside him, and then I said, May I say that you couldn't have responded to God's leading any better? You wanted me to pray for you. Pray that you would get it correct and stay right. Kind of stay on course, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Pastor Christine, he said in earnest. Then what do you say we pray for you, Denver, for your arm that needs healing and for this new start you have? Yeah, yes, ma'am. He smiled a winning Denver smile and said, Would you mind if we knelt and prayed? And so Barb, the Duke of Earl, Denver and I knelt by his bed and we prayed. We prayed in earnest for God to come, to move, to heal, to protect, to change, and to give courage. That, my friends, is circumcision of the heart. When the Spirit of God moves within a person's heart to challenge, convict, woo, lead to repentance, and draw an individual to himself. So while Paul endeavored to get the attention of the Jews, circumcision of the flesh was part of the covenant between God and his children. But once Jesus came, a new covenant was in place. Should we choose to enter into that covenant, we find new life in Jesus Christ. What better living example than that of Long Beach's Denver, drawn, led, and brought to his knees because of the circumcision of his heart? Oh, may our hearts be refreshed, quickened, and brought nearer to the heart of God. If you'd like to read this, you can go to pastorwomen.com, click on Morning Briefings, and again, the title is Denver Turns Around, Get Circumcised.